the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus is the head of the church. The head leads and guides the body in the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and the direction of the head. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way. We Christians, who are the body of Christ, are supposed to do the same thing as our head, Jesus Christ. We're to follow the lead of our head, Jesus, and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever our head, Jesus, does, we're supposed to follow his lead and do. Whatever the head, Jesus, doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do too. God wants us to be imitators of Christ so that we can live the kind of life that he desires us to do. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Hallelujah. I mean, about a bunch of stuff. Last time we got together, we found out that it's a privilege to be a son of God. That God has given us the privilege to be son of God. Because everybody ain't a son of God. We are in an elite class of people, praise God, and that is to be able to live this thing out like God wants us to do because everybody can't live like me and you. Anybody can sin, but can't nobody live holy but us. Anybody can be able to be defeated in life and get tore up and live raggedy jacked up life, but only us can live victorious every day in our life. We're the only ones that can do that. Why? Because we've been given the privilege to become sons of God. And as sons of God, everybody ain't sons of God. Everybody ain't different like us. Everybody can't live like us. And so since that's the case, we ought to make sure that we live this thing out like God wants us to do. And the reason why is because they didn't receive him like we do. The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. Neither did they know him. But to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God. We found out that word power means privilege. God gave us the privilege to be sons of God. It is a privilege that should be honored by me and you to be able to live this life that God made available to me and you. We found out subjectively that that word power also means capacity, which means God gave us the capacity to live as sons of God, which means you got the stuff to be able to live this thing out like you're supposed to. You got the size, you big enough to live this thing out like you're supposed to. Because you got the capacity to be a son of God. We found out it means competency. 
that God has given you the competency to be a son of God, which means you ain't got to fail at being a Christian. You can be excellent at being a Christian. You can get all A's in Christianity, everything you do, because the way you get an A is to know what you're supposed to know and be able to display it to everybody too. Are you listening to me up in here? We found out you can get an A in Christianity. You ain't got to live a raggedy life. You ain't got to be getting all jacked up in life. Well, you know, that's just the way that the devil is a liar. That ain't got to be like that. You can do this thing. Say, I can do this thing. Oh, yes, you can. And you can get A's at it, too. You ain't got to be even an average Christian. You can be an excellent Christian in everything you do. And anybody hear me up in here? You can be the creme de la creme in him if you do this thing like you're supposed to. Because he's already set that up for you. Now, the question is, are you going to do what it is he wants you to do? And we found out he's also given you the freedom to be a son of God. The freedom to be a son of God. Because you can't do this thing all bound up. You got to be set free. But thank God for the word of God because the truth is what sets us free. And then we get a chance to be free to be who we're supposed to be. We ain't all hemmed up and held back from being who we're supposed to be. But we can be able to stand up and live this thing out like we're supposed to be. I don't know if you ever had clothes that was too small. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you can't do all that you want to do. You want to bend down and pick up something, but you don't want to tear up the bottom of your pants to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. But when you wear your pants to, to, to fit and wear your clothes to fit, you free to be able to do anything you want to do now. And God wants to give you a life where you free to be able to live this thing out like you're supposed to do. Can go buy what you can buy, go live where you want to live and go give where you want to give, go do what you want to do because you living this thing out in royalty like it was designed for you. God wants to make you free. Somebody say free. free. We found out objectively it means mastery. You can be a master at being a Christian. You can be a 10th degree black belt at being a Christian. Are you listening to me up in here? And handle anything that come your way that's trying to stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. Because you are a master at this. You don't have to be muddling this and muffing up this and tan up this. No, you can be a master at being a Christian. Until other people come to you and want to find out how to live this thing out like you. And concretely, we found out it, it means token of control. We found out the first Adam gave up control because he didn't do what God said do and did the opposite of what God said do. And therefore, he relinquished control of his life. And because he was the first man, everybody else's life after him. But we found out there was another Adam that came and took back control, snatched the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. Praise God. And then gave control back to me and you. Because when you become a child of God, Satan, who had you in control, loses control because God gives control back to you. You now have control over your life again because you're a child of God. Which means you can say no when you're supposed to say no. You can say yes when you're supposed to say yes because you back in control. Your hands is back on the steering wheel. Now the question is, is will you go in God's will? That's where the question is. Are you listening? But God has given you back the control so that you can be able to be superhuman. Watch out now. Super. That fires me up. They don't do nothing for y'all. Superhuman. Now, before you start going to get your tights with your little S on the chest, praise God. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Praise God. Because we found out that the word human is what most people identify themselves as. They're human. But we find out when God created man, he didn't create human. He created man. Man didn't become human until after Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, that's when man became human. The hue in the front of man means flawed and capable of error, which means when God originally makes a man, he don't make him flawed and capable of error. He makes him perfect. But he passed through and entered into sin because you was born in sin. 
shaped in iniquity. And as a result of that, that hue got attached to thee. Are you listening to me up in here? That's why you come out sinning and making mistakes. Are you listening to me and doing things that you don't do? Because you are human, flawed and capable of error. But when God recreates you back into his image and after his likeness, he takes the hue off and leaves the man there, which makes you super man. Because the word super means greater than, which means you are greater than human. You are a child of God. You are a, you're, oh, see, I'm, I'll clap. You don't, praise God. You are now a child of God. Whereas other humans might not be able to stop doing what they do. You, Superman, can stop anything that you wanted, that you used to do. Whereas you, human, couldn't do the things that you wanted to do. Now you, Superman, can do what it is you're supposed to do. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's somebody that's walking in Jesus' name. Is anybody hearing me over here? This is the way we're supposed to let this thing out. But the question is, is whether we're going to live this thing out the way God wants us to do. Where he's given us the privilege to be sons of God. We found out there's two reasons for the difference between us and them. Two reasons for the difference between us and them. Reason number one is that they don't know him like we do. No, reason number one is they don't know him. We don't, they don't know him like we do. We know God. They don't know God. They see him as the man upstairs. They see him as, a, as my higher power. They see him as, you know, this guy up in there, you know, that's, that's going to come through us maybe somehow. No, they don't know him like we do. We know God. And because we know God, then we conduct ourselves like we're supposed to. We know him absolutely. We know him consistently. We know him the way he's supposed to be, the way he truly is too. And as a result of that, we received him, which is reason number two. They haven't received him like we did. We found out that that word receive means to associate oneself with. They don't associate with God like he wants them to do. And they have not assumed an office of a Christian like they're supposed to. We've assumed the office. And we found out last time when we was closing up that when you assume the office, then it changes your behavior, which means that before you got into an office, before you was voted into an office, you might have conducted yourself one way and in that way it was okay. But after you then assume the new office, you got to now assume the, how, what goes with everything that goes with that office too. Because otherwise you'll be like Jed and, and Granny and Ellie Mae, you know. Oh, next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. He said, California, no, San Antonio is the way you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to San Antonio. Texas, that is. Hill Country Championship Team. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but even though that the Beverly Hillbillies moved to another class, moved to a no other level in, in, in terms of their lifestyle, when the door opened up, Granny still came out with that same raggedy granny outfit. She come on up in here. She's still cooking pickled pig feet and crawdads and everything else. And, and and she was doing back on the hills of Tennessee. Jed still coming out with that same old raggedy tired looking outfit that he'd been wearing every episode. Praise God, even before then. He's still coming out there. Come on. Ellie Mae still walking around with Daisy Dukes before Daisy even became a Duke. Praise God. Uh, come on up in here. Amen. Jethro still dumb as, dumb as all get out and act like he know everything. Praise God and don't know nothing. Still ain't even graduated from sixth grade yet. Hallelujah. But he acting like he know everything. Come on up in here. Sound like some Christians you know, don't you? Still wearing the same old raggedy outfit that they learned in the world. They still trying to dress like the world, look like the world, and do everything. Come on now. Still wearing that same old raggedy outfit they wore back in the, in the hills of the streets. Come <laughs> on. In the clubs too. 
Come on up in here. I'm talking to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And still walking and smile, even though you've been risen to a level of millionaire status. Still living like paupers. And God has raised us to king status. And we're still living like subjects and stuff like that. Why? Because we still haven't yet learned yet that we ain't back there on the hills of Tennessee. But we now in Beverly. We've been set free. I'm talking about you and me. You got to assume the office and begin to start living the way that you're supposed to in this new station in life that God has established for you. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. Come on, let's dive into today's stuff. I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless y'all. 1 John chapter 3. I'm at the 11 o'clock. I'm excited. I'm at the 11 o'clock. They're going to receive all of this, man. They're going to be like, yep, that's me. I'm tearing that up, but now I know what to do right. Praise God. Yep, I'm jacking that up. Praise God. But I now, now I know what to do right. Pray. Thanks, preacher. That's what they're going to say. They're going to be like, preach, preacher. I'm going to like that. Somebody practice that. Say, preach, preacher. Oh, I can't deceive. That's like saying, sick them to a dog. Don't do that to me. First John chapter 3. I'm about to, baby. I'm about to bring it. This passage of scripture that we're going to read right here is from the, uh, the, the epistle called First John. Praise God, which many theologians nicknamed the, the epistle of love, a fellowship with love. How it is to fellowship with love. God is love. And it teaches us how to fellowship with God, how to live this thing out like we're supposed to. So we can be able to learn what God made available for me and you and how to live this thing out like we're supposed to. This passage of scripture helps you tell you some of that. But how, how to be able to fellowship with love. Let's start reading in chapter 3, verse 1. It says, behold, which means check it out. Praise God. That's what it actually means. Praise God. I mean, check it out. Hallelujah. Everybody say, check it out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. Behold. Check it out. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. See, what kind of love does God have for us that he let us be called sons of God, be included in his family and be called by his name? And presented an opportunity to be able to live just like Jesus. I'm talking about live the same. That when he was walking on the face of this earth, we can be able to walk that thing too. That's why God has loved me and you and presented us an opportunity to be children of God. Well, if God loved us that much, then we ought to respond back in some point in time in our life as we love God back by living out what he wanted us to be able to do. Live out what it is he sent his son to die for me and you to be able to have and be able to live too. Verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we sons of the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, of course, this is speaking specifically about when Jesus parts the sky to come get you and I. We know it as the rapture, that when he comes to get me and you, we're going to look and see that, my God, my God, I'm just like him and he just like me too. Why? Because we was recreated in his image and likeness. We're sons of God just like he's a son of God. I know he was the biggest son of God. We the littlest son of God, so we made a little lower than him. I ain't saying we're the exact same, but we're close enough that when we see, we're going to see that we just like him. Are you listening to me? Like some of y'all might not have noticed and stuff like, you know, in terms of the natural, I'm a black man. Praise God. And I can look around and see folk dislike me. Praise God. But folk dislike me, they come in light and dark. Come on, nappy hair, straight hair. Praise God. Curly hair, no hair. They come with all the above. Praise God. Are you listening to me up here? They come, they come gordo. Praise God. And they come, and they come skinny-o. Praise God. Amen. I ain't, I ain't learned a word for skinny yet. Praise God. So work with me. Skinny-o. In the meantime, praise God. They come. 
They come in all all kind of ways. But you can see that they like you. Are you listening to me? Well, when we see the Lord, we're going to see we just like him. When he parked the sky to come get me and you and I, and we lose this flesh and get ready to move up in the spirit and see him for who he really is, we're going to look and see that we ain't only his, but we look like him too. We just like him, which means we powerful just like he powerful. We strong just like he's strong. Come on up in here. That's, that's our code right there. Yeah, Praise yeah. God. Amen. But see, 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 it means another thing too. That he says, now are we the sons of God. And so since he said, now are we the sons of God, we're not going to become like him when he comes and get us. We like him now. But the problem is, is most of us don't know that we like him now. And because we don't know we like him now, we don't act like him now. We don't conduct ourselves like he do. We don't walk this life like he does too. But we live a life that's totally the opposite of what he is, even though right now we already like him. When you got boned again, <laughs> Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you and recreated you back into the image and likeness of God. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God, which means when you look on the inside of you, you see the things that are of God, that you are just like God. You're created just like God in his image and after his likeness. My God, this is exciting me. But yet you cover with all this flesh. All this natural is all over thee. God wants you to understand who you really are so that you can see him for who he is and realize you, that that's who you are as he is. So you can see him for who he is and realize that that's who you are as he is. Now, if we're going to look at him at that time and see that we just like him, but now we the sons of God, we're supposed to be able to look at ourselves now and see that we just like him, which means the same way he lives, we're supposed to be able to live now. The same way he conducts himself, we're supposed to be able to do now. That's one of the reasons why we need to see him as we are, see him as he is. Now, trust, now listen, now you're going to be able to see him as he is when he comes and splits the sky to come get you and I. But you don't have to wait till then because these scriptures right there tell you who he is. It shows you who he is. It tells you his mind. It tells you his thinking. It tells you the way he does what he do. He tells you activities, even words he said, just so that it can be imitated by me and you, which means that we don't have to wait till then to be able to see that we just like him. We can be able to do it now by looking in the word of God and begin to learn in the word of God so that we can find out through this word of God that this is who we're supposed to be. This is who we're supposed to conduct ourselves as. And this is the way we're supposed to live and conduct ourselves in life. Verse three says, and every man that have this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure, which means those of us who are born again, we still supposed to be purifying ourselves. In fact, it's got, it says purify it. It doesn't just say purify. It says purify it. Anytime you see the E-T-H at the end of the word, it's not just there for you to spit on people while you say it. Praise God. It's actually there meaning continuous process, which means that you do it and keep on doing it. You do it and keep on doing it, which means that this ain't a one-time thing. No different than it is in the natural. You don't wash yourself one time and say, I'm clean. And then two weeks later say, I did wash myself back two weeks ago. Praise God. You don't, no, 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 you don't do that. This is a continuous process. You got to wash yourself daily. Sometimes multiple times per day. Especially when the heat is on in San Antonio, which is all the time, except for maybe one and a half months. Praise God. Praise God. You got to wash yourself on a regular basis. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. 
That's why we always on water restriction here in San Antonio. Hey Amen. It ain't because of the fact that there ain't a lot of water. It's because there's a lot of washing going on. Praise God. You know, where people got to clean themselves on a regular basis. A lot of showers and stuff going on. Praise God. But anyway, the point of raising is we got to clean ourselves continuously, which means we need to purify ourselves. That word purify right there, praise God, is a powerful word. The word purify means to make clean. Figuratively, it means to sanctify. That's both ceremonially and morally. God wants us to sanctify ourselves. That word sanctify is talking about set apart and dedicate for one's use. Set apart and dedicate for one's use. I'm speaking real good right here. This is one of the problems that exist in the body of Christ, unfortunately, but it's being corrected in the body of Christ because God's waking his church up right now and get him to do that. And understand that you as a Christian are supposed to be living a dedicated life. So you have to dedicate yourself to Christianity. This ain't something you can do haphazardly. You have to dedicate yourself to Christianity. Now, this ain't no struggle. This ain't no difficulty. But it's just a matter of do you want to do this thing or not? Because if you want to do this thing, you got to dedicate yourself to it. If I was to dedicate myself to run a marathon, praise God, and I come and tell y'all, hey, I'm going to run this marathon, praise God, then you ain't supposed to see me over at Whataburger, praise God, filling my, filling my face with burgers and shakes and french fries. Are you listening to me? Because I ain't going to be able to run that race filled up with burgers and shakes and french fries. Are you listening to me? I ain't going to 26 miles. I'm going to end up probably going a mile and a half and fall over to the side and stop at the nearest Whataburger as I'm passing by and be like, that's it, that's that's it. Let me reward myself for my mile and a half that I ran. Praise God. Eating another Whataburger and some steaks and that. Why? Because if I choose to be able to run that race that I'm supposed to run, I have to now dedicate my life. I begin to narrow down what goes down on the inside of me. I begin to narrow down my activities and I not stop doing some of the things that I wasn't doing before I became dedicated. Well, as a Christian, you learn to dedicate your life discipline yourself in life and begin to start living a life that allows you to be able to win this race that God has in store for you. You got to discipline yourself. Now, people don't like that idea, but it's true. In fact, that's who Jesus, that's what Jesus calls us, his disciples. The word disciples means learners, studiers, ones who, who, who pay attention and, and become masters of a particular thing. But it comes from the same word that we get our word discipline from, which means you have to discipline yourself. If you want to be good in school, you got to become a disciplined individual. If you want to be good in whatever you study, you have to become a disciplined individual. In fact, that's one of the reasons why most folk don't don't do good in school. It's not because they're not intelligent. It's because they're not disciplined. It's not because they don't have the capacity. It's because they're not disciplined. It's not because they don't have the know-how or the smarts. I know you've been lied to by some teacher a long time ago said you're dumb, but you ain't dumb. You're very smart. You're very intelligent. Praise God. Yes, you are. I'm telling the truth. You're very intelligent. You're created in God's image and likeness. Ain't nothing dumb about you. Praise God. But what you are is undisciplined. You keep living what you was living before you started studying. Are you listening to me up in here? If you get ready to go to a school, you're going to have to cut some things out in order to be able to dedicate the time to be able to study stuff. So that you can learn the stuff that you're supposed to do. It ain't enough that you just attend class. You got to learn what was presented in the class. That's why you keep flunking. It ain't because you ain't smart. It's because you ain't disciplined. Well, see, God wants his people to become disciplined. We keep flunking in Christianity because we ain't disciplined. But God is raising up a church that is disciplined. And ain't, and ain't, ain't bothered by it, too. Especially when we win that race and hold up that trophy, too, praise God. Then we're going to be excited about what we was disciplined and did what we were supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? God wants some disciplined people up in here. You got to discipline yourself as a child of God. Don't think you can live all any old loosey-goosey life as a Christian. I'm saved now. It really don't matter what I do. That's a life in the pit of hell. Who told you that? 
Now that you're a Christian, now you're supposed to become disciplined. I said, now you're supposed to become disciplined. You was undisciplined before. Now you're disciplined now. You was living any old kind of thing before. Do anything in anybody. Come on up in here. But now you discipline and you hold it to the particular people that you're supposed to. I'm preaching, praise God. I'm teaching too, praise God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do and be. That's the imitators of the God who made and saved you and me. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be the imitators of God like He wants all of us to be and do. So, come on, y'all. Let's do what God wants us to do and imitate Him like He's given us the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again and fighter for Christ. This fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. Hey, G-Dub be hanging. Child care is provided at no charge and VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought of being young and saved is boring, must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.